Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I am your host, Robert. I'm joined by Matt. How's it going, Matt? It's going well. I'm sorry, we're, we were a bit late with this episode. We skipped last week. It was uh, Thanksgiving here in Canada. That That is, you know, it... I, listen, maybe we'll we'll see if there's any drastic differences uh, in our listenership because of this uh, sudden change. Although I think like podcasts, unlike maybe like YouTube video, podcasts are definitely like a thing. At least for me, as someone who 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 uh, listens to a lot, I have just like a million of them. So like, if someone's late by two weeks, I, I don't notice it, unless it's like my favorite. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe we're someone's favorite, and then they're like, "Oh my goodness, they're not here." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what are, what are people going to do without our bi-weekly uh, Pokemon opinions? Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and speaking of bi-weekly Pokemon opinions, what we're going to do today is actually talk about Pokemon Coliseum. Um, because I think, I think we, well, one, we'll be waiting for uh, the full trio to revisit Sword and Shield. Um, but the second thing is I saw recently a pro player or a former pro player I don't know if I just small Ant is like a very well-known Pokemon streamer. I just don't know if he's actively like competing still, but he's a really well-known Twitch streamer um, or maybe YouTube streamer, probably both. Um, and uh, yeah, he was playing Pokemon Coliseum. He's like, I've never played this version of the game before. So I'm going to try it. And I thought we should talk about it here. Oh yeah. These, I will say these games, because really when you talk about Pokemon Coliseum, uh, XD Gale of Darkness also kind of bubbles up because it's by the same developer, same region, I believe. Same style almost, yeah. Yeah. Um, very interesting uh, set of games. I personally only have experience with Gale of Darkness because Coliseum was always a bit of a weird name. Um <laughs> Like well, you think it's going to be like a Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> no, because uh, I played Pokemon Stadium back on the N sixty four, and uh, um, you know that was just your standard uh, Pokemon fighting in a battle coliseum. You know, you could challenge different uh, battle areas that had a leader to them. It was kind of like a proto. Uh, uh, battle frontier uh but it was just it was just the battle frontier and just for uh consoles huh. and when i heard pokemon coliseum i'm like uh, you know i, I mean <laughs> i wasn't I, I wasn't exactly like very old at the time i was still like oh you know i still play my n64 from time to time and i have pokemon stadium i don't really need pokemon coliseum it just sounds like the same thing but you know on the gamecube and no, it's actually like this fully fledged out like Pokemon uh, RPG adventure, um, which the name does not imply. Like you go to a Coliseum <laughs> once in the game. Like it's not like the entire thing's built. Or I don't know why they called it that. Well, I mean, per- perhaps the, one of the things, one of the reasons that they called it that, and I'm, I'm going to maybe get into it, is that. Um, it doesn't have wild encounters. You're kind of like always trapped. Like there's, you're only fighting trainers. I don't know. Let, let me get into it a little bit here, if, if I may. Um, so the way this game kind of works, that's very different uh, than than maybe your your base Pokemon games is the fact 
that there are no wild Pokemon. There's no random encounters. Instead, you can steal <laughs> opposing trainers Pokemon. Um, uh, and <laughs> let's start with that. Yeah, you can uh, snag them because uh, your main character is well, he was like the the top snagger of Team Snagum. And <laughs> uh, at the start of the game, he just betrays the team and like steals their portable snag machine and blows up their base and leaves. So you're you're that anti-hero that like, you know, leaves the evil organization. Look, and you, now... you drive around on a giant uh, hover motorcycle with like the biggest exhaust pipes. Anti-hero does not even begin to describe how edgy you are in this game. Um, I just like to say that uh, I feel like this could give that Yu-Gi-Oh season a run for its money. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Well, you don't play Pokemon on motorcycles, so... <laughs> although maybe that would be the uh the the yeah the follow-up so yeah th- that's one of the big major changes which i thought was quite weird because they're kind of like do i like fight and win this or do i just get a pokemon from my opponent well i mean it's the only way for you to get pokemon so you better be catching those pokemon <laughs> maybe early on maybe later on you, you're not supposed to it's also arguably they say like one of the hardest uh kind of difficulties there's like a weird thing where you start like your pokemon start at level 25 or higher if, if i'm not mistaken yeah uh, um level 28 ish i think 28 ish uh okay here's some other things i guess it's a 3d role-playing game so um you know pokemon sword and shield move over no <laughs> i mean honestly like yeah sword and shield move over the, this game came out for the gamecube their 3d pokemon battles are significantly better than the ones in sword and shield uh they're all double battles uh which is you know i'm not gonna come out or again come for or against double battles as like a standard but i mean they are the standard of the competitive scene the official competitive well, scene at least well, that was great is we actually talked about double battles like make a whole pokemon game with double battles right Right. In some ways, you know, if we try Coliseum, we could probably get a feel for what it feels like. Because I think the one thing that Double Battle does kind of do is prolong the game a little bit. It definitely like, prolongs the game, but I, I still I still stand by that. I think it add it would add more uh depth because there's all these abilities that only work in double battles. And then and you know, the game is balanced competitively around double battles, and then the game's never do double battles <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you start with like an umbreon and an espion because again you are just the edgiest guy um and you have Volta. to catch if you want any other pokemon in the game you've got to catch them from other people and that's not even the end of it because the only ones you can catch you can't just catch anyone's pokemon you can only catch shadow pokemon Ooh, and yes the weird thing about shadow pokemon is they don't get experience points and they can only use one move it's like a 90 power flail basically so it damages themselves they might not even do it they might just stand around and like do nothing because they're delinquents uh, <laughs> so it's like it's almost like you can't use the pokemon until this runs out right 
Right. You either need to you well, sorry, you need to uh open their heart to you by battling with them a lot, which is which makes the game harder because you're incentivized to fight with shadow Pokemon who can't get XP against the trainers who are your only source of XP because you can't find any wild Pokemon to grind against. So <laughs> that's why it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. So you're balancing like, okay, I need to level up my main team so I can actually, you know, fight. But at the same time, I need to fight with these shadow Pokemon so that I can become friends with them. So I can make so I can purify them and make them not shadow Pokemon so that they can actually start leveling up. Um, and it's all very limited resources again because there's only so many trainers in the game that you can't go out and grind against wild Pokemon for an hour. That's it. Good luck. Don't don't lose. And the AI in this game is actually pretty good at Pokemon fights. <laughs> that's the one thing that i always wondered as well is like if you made the pokemon especially in like 2v2 if you made them with like a competitive mindset like that's how the ai would function it it would actually get really annoying you know what i mean yeah it's like the dark souls of pokemon (laughs) i mean (laughs) maybe not Uh, that crazy but yes when you lose you return to a bonfire and lose progress (laughs) Is it actually? <laughs> well, no. You just. I'm. I'm just making a joke about being sent back to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> I. You might be right, though. I think we're onto something here. That, yeah. That's the next. You know what, Arceus? When when the Arceus Arceus Two or whatever comes out, I want. You know, if you get like hit by a Pokemon in the wild, you're just injured and you have to rest for like nine months and like you lose all your Pokemon or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'll find my old copy of Gale of Darkness and I'll just kind of scratch off, take like a quarter and scratch off the S and it'll actually be like Gale of Dark Souls. (laughs) The reveal, the reveal that everyone Okay, so let's talk about, uh, you talked about the characters a little bit. Um, The region is called Ore, so Ore is the name of the region. Yes, it's basically Arizona. (laughs) How How do you figure this? What, what, what uh, because we know that it was that it was based on the city of Phoenix, Arizona. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> love it. Uh, uh. Uh, it's also um, it also takes place in a very large uh, desert area um, hmm. with a lot of elements from like the American West. Um, it's it's specifically not like you know when it's in a large desert. Um and it's got American uh, roots. It's probably somewhere in the American West. It, you know, it's not. It's very obviously not like the Sahara or the Gobi deserts. So it has to be uh, the Western United States or Mexico, but it's definitely not Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Mexico. No. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think we mentioned this yet, but this is. This Pokemon game was not developed by Game Freak. This, uh, I mentioned that this was by the same people who made Pokemon Stadium, but uh, the the maker of this game was uh, Genius Sorority. Sorry, Genius Sonority, my bad. Not Sorority, that's a different <laughs> word. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
That's what, sorry. I just think if if I ever make a studio, that'll be the name of it. Oh, you know, actually, I think I'm. I think I misspoke. Uh, I thought they also did Pokemon Stadium, but I guess they didn't. I guess this was their first game, Pokemon Coliseum. Yeah, no, I. Uh, yes, I think they did the uh, XT that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, well, they also they also did Pokemon XT uh, Gale of Darkness. I just thought they also did Pokemon Stadium, but I was mm, wrong. Guess not. Huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, this game is interesting because, uh, especially, uh, in the lead up to our revisit of Pokemon Sword and Shield, this is a console based Pokemon game with a fully 3d environment that you move through, uh, with full 3d Pokemon battles and the battle animations, like every Pokemon has different animations for their moves and they 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 react to being hit like the zigzagoons when you hit the zigzagoons they go they like fall back and like recoil in pain and like kind of slump over and faint like you know there's some high quality animations here you kind of feel like sometimes with uh yeah even though it's like 3d like nintendo gamecube right <laughs> yeah it's still there's a lot of stuff that's going for it and i think but just putting the effort into having individual animations and it it does look nice like i mean maybe maybe for someone now looking back at it they wouldn't enjoy it as much but um i i like when there's like very unique animations to uh the pokemon games i mean like if i'm being honest if this said uh if if you just kind of tidied this game up a little bit put it on a put it on the 3ds i would not have been able to tell it from other 3ds games it's it it still looks pretty darn good for its time oh for sure for sure um yeah and so what we have now okay i i found it. so apparently it is level 25 26 where, where where your pokemon start um there's the snagging. We talked about that a little bit. Do you want to talk about the story uh, or how it uh, ends? <laughs> yeah. So the story's there. <laughs> um. So you play as uh, your character's name is Wes, and mm. well, that's the default name. You can always rename your character, and uh, you betray Team Snagum, and that's actually the last you see of team snagum <laughs> they uh don't factor into the rest of the uh game because what you're fighting against through the rest of the game is uh safe is team cipher okay uh Swiper, no swiping. sorry uh continue <laughs> yeah no, we're not dealing with snagum we're dealing with people who are who are like secretive they're ciphering um <laughs> and uh well hold on i just want to be be sure is that a c or an s a c okay okay cypher like like a decoding things okay, yeah, yeah exactly not not siphoning things off. like it's funny because sife if there was a <laughs> there's a group called siphon <laughs> then they, they'd be like essentially the cousins you know of, of yeah Snag-em. um and uh you basically run into their plans when you're just walking into a city fresh off of destroying team Snagum, and uh you find two people very obviously carrying a, a human person in a sack 
and <laughs> like they're not even being subtle about it. they're telling the snack the sack to stop struggling um <laughs> and they're surprised when somebody else realizes what's going on oh uh, no <laughs> so you defeat him in you battle figure it out? and yeah. uh you find a girl named uh uh Ru- Rui Roy it's R U Y um okay I'm just going to call R-U. her Re Re Roy She'll be Roy, Roy for now. <laughs> Roy, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, this is very, you know, how many times in Arizona have you run into a person named Roy uh, just walking about? <laughs> um, but uh, Roy, basically, she has the ability to discern shadow Pokemon, which okay. are this... It's this black market trade of Pokemon that's going around through the Ori region um, of these uh, more powerful and violent shadow Pokemon. And uh, she's able to discern which Pokemon are shadow Pokemon because normally you can't tell. Um, Okay. And uh, after meeting with the mayor of the city uh, that you're in the city called uh, Fanac City, um the mayor escade uh he wants to deal with cypher he can't really do anything about it uh so you g- embark on a journey to take down team cypher and stop the trade the illicit trade of shadow pokemon uh mm. roy helps you find shadow pokemon and then you use your uh the mobile snagum device that you uh stole to uh steal name, the, the pokemon Yes. And uh, then you basically, as as I say it before, you fight with them to uh, have them open their heart to you, at which point you can take them to a place to be purified, at which point they become regular Pokemon again. Um, So you basically go on this world-spanning adventure. You go to different towns. You stop whatever cipher plot's going on there. Like, in one town, you go to an actual coliseum and do a Coliseum challenge. And uh, because the winner of the Coliseum, the winners of the Coliseum are being uh, given shadow Pokemon. And you're, <laughs> you're basically, you try to win the po- Pokemon Coliseum so that to you can be given them. a shadow Pokemon so you can stop this. Yes. Not because you're actually secretly totally like, Look, yes, man, you're posing it. But- <laughs> I don't have any other options to get Pokemon. I'll take any I can get if I can <laughs> stop Cypher at the same time. <laughs> And uh, uh, you visit Roy's home village, Agate Village, uh, which is where you find the Relic Stone, which is what allows you to purify Pokemon. Cypher tries to steal it, but you stop them. And uh, the Relic Stone is protected by uh, Celebi, who comes and purifies your Pokemon when you play a flute in front of it. That's how you purify Shadow Pokemon. And, uh, yeah, you, you go keep fighting Cypher and, uh, you eventually find out that, um, the legendary Pokemon Entei, Raikou, and Suisun, or Suicune, um, I'm never sure how to pronounce that. (laughs) Just say it differently every time. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, 
they're under the control of the various admins of Team Cipher. So you go you go around, you defeat the admins, you capture the Shadow Entei, Shadow Raikou, Shadow Suikune, and um then uh you find yourself at the Shadow Pokemon Lab, uh where Cypher has been turning Pokemon into Shadow Pokemon and uh you defeat them and destroy the lab uh then you go to fight the last remnants of team cipher where you discover that Cade, the mayor of uh Fanac city is actually evis the head of cipher <gasps> no way <laughs> that's, that's a pokemon <laughs> trope if i've ever seen one <laughs> the reveal that the person that you thought was the good guy was actually the bad guy <laughs> yeah you battle him, you defeat him. He has a shadow Tyranitar. His second in command is a shadow Metagross. Um, you only have one Master Ball to easily catch the ace of one of these two back-to-back bosses, so uh, pick pick your poison. <laughs> um, and getting back into how hard this game is, you... Every other trainer that you fight up till this point has at mo- at most level 50 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The second in command of Cypher, all of his Pokemon are level 55. Uh, Eevee's, okay. All of Eevee's Pokemon, level 60. Okay. So, so you have no uh, way to really train up your Pokemon at any point, right? Yeah, you have to fight the last two guys back to back with no healing between. That is craziness and and so i think one thing we can maybe mention here is like the reception which i think was some i would say the first game especially was positive oh now before before we go to reception i do have to touch on the how the story ends oh yes please please do evis is about to escape uh justice on his helicopter um when ho-oh comes out of nowhere (laughs) and just and just blows the helicopter up and then immediately leaves. Yes, the uh, what's it why, called? Why why Ho-Oh... Machina for the win? <laughs> yeah, why Ho-Oh, Sweet Sweet Coon, uh, Entei and Raikou, Pokemon who have extremely close ties to the to like the Pokemon Universe version of Kyoto are anywhere <laughs> in the middle of Arizona not explained they're just there ho just shows up roll with it <laughs> i it's you know what because don't they have all the legendaries from uh ruby and sapphire as well in this game if i'm not mistaken uh it's at least on the box art so yeah that's why I, but uh they're not they're not featured in any of the summaries. I can't remember where they are. I think they're just like hidden. Like additional Pokemon you can capture at the end. Yeah. Because okay. I'm going to say like there's part of me that's like, yeah, just use all the legendaries. They're all relevant. It's actually this is probably a good point to pick on. It's like Pokemon in general kind of keeps their legendaries separate, right? Yeah. You don't like, normally have this blend of uh, legendary editions. Yeah, and so uh, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah, so Aho just saves the day, kind of, and that's that's the end. It's just, yeah, then, it's just face then, to black. Like, the leaders of Cypher go to jail. 
credits okay. roll. You 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 drive through the Arizona wasteland on your uh, hover hover Harley Davidson <laughs> with sidecar. <Amazing>. <laughs> I, I think that's great. I think the whole thing is great. No. I mean, like, uh, I'm not going to knock it because, like, compared to the poke, like, it, it's worth noting that this game came out in 2003. And, you know, actually, well, so that would be just after, I think. Would this be before? Yeah, it would have been before Pearl, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. What, what games released in 2003? What are the, um, like what are they is, competing against <laughs> you know like this is a story that's competing you know we're, video games are just starting to actually get good stories about this time you know this is this is the year of star wars knights of the old republic uh prince of persia the sands of time jack 2 like that's an actually I'm, I'm gonna say just say that's that's a pretty hefty lineup you're up against oh <laughs> uh, yeah th- that's a hefty lineup you're up against but keep in mind you know this is the year those came out like uh for its contemporaries for like what came before it pretty damn good oh sorry i just... I, I mean no, no that's an acceptable word okay i i have my my line in the sand <laughs> um it's okay that's a word where i I won't bother going back and edit it. <laughs> I uh, think I think I've let a word through before, actually. Um, so you'll have to, you know, that's the Easter egg hunt if you ever want is go through the podcast and find. Uh, <laughs> now, now, uh, just to uh, you know, make sure that two thousand three is humble. It's also the year Devil May Cry two came out. So, <laughs> so I can't have you know, I can't win on everything. Um, Okay, so I think this is it's kind of crazy that like having GameCube and having been playing Pokemon, I didn't buy this game. Like that that yeah, kind of seems no, wild to me. It's the same it's what I was saying at the start, you know, they call it Coliseum and I just thought like I already have Stadium, I'm fine. Um because you know, I was a kid, I got two dollars a week as an allowance. Because of inflation, that's like a million, right? <laughs> <laughs> um no uh yeah i know i was just thinking I, I don't think i bought any pokemon games like honestly for my gamecube to be fair i, I might have bought the gamecube like way after you know what i mean like just before the wii came out so yeah i i got the uh the go-tos you know the uh super smash brothers and what like the i never even got golden eye so that, that kind of confused me but yeah so so but i mean this game definitely looks like a game now where i'd be like I think if I had this on a GameCube, I'd totally play through it. Um, it just, it, it has, it has that kind of tendency to me. I just think at this point, it's like with all these games, I think it's easier to wait and hope for a remake than, uh, wait than and hope ever, for a remake or, yeah. you know, sail some seas. Yeah, you could do that. Although I, I couldn't be bothered because I have so many games I haven't finished, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've got so many <laughs> modern games these days that I need to go through. I've just been it's addicted. hard to compete sometimes <laughs> like you, like it's like get these really nice graphics or go back and you know what i mean oh um, you you assume the games i'm playing are having really nice graphics <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um what i will say i i think it's kind of interesting on this note is that we have uh what a month until we have the remakes the uh diamond and pearl remakes right yeah um 
And so it kind of feels like when most remakes are made, they're kind of now the standard, right? Like you don't really go back to the original for mo- for the most part. Yeah, there's been this turn in remakes. And I guess we can switch into a different topic here with this. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of remakes. Pokemon kind of started this because uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green and whatnot. We'll go into those in their own episode. But remakes uh have varied you know there was a time when remakes were just like oh you know we really we re-released the game that now it runs on modern systems and is in 1920 by 1080 resolution everything else is exactly the same remake <laughs> done um but then you know stuff like fire red leaf green or shadow of the colossus or uh the uh halo 2 anniversary or halo 1 anniversary though uh glad tristan's not here because he has opinions on halo 1 anniversary (laughs) Uh, but you know they go back and they like you know recapture the essence of the old game but put it into a more uh modern look you know they they don't just sharpen the graphics they remake the graphics they don't uh they don't represent repackage the old content they remake the old content into uh modern expectations yeah and i think i think you know some things that which is which is kind of wild because like in some way like sometimes you just have to make an hd remake that works as well though yeah because i mean we can like you know warcraft 3 that was just a colossal mess Um, yeah you know there's nothing nothing wrong with that like i know people have their problems with it but i had a large amount of enjoyment with uh dark souls remastered yeah and and you know it's especially for people who haven't played the previous version of the game as long as the newer game works you'll take an hd version right yeah Um, i mean like there's there's advantages to just repackaging because just taking my dark souls uh, remastered example blight town never ran properly like that whole level was like 20 fps on modern mm-hmm. computers with the old version new versions perfect 60 fps it's basically the exact same game it just actually runs now <laughs> <laughs> which which is always the best side so i think you know if, if we if we bring it to pokemon coliseum here it's like 100 percent. there's there's a couple of games that wouldn't require that much relative that much effort right um yeah i mean they've already got the animations down like if you just touched up the graphics put it out on switch yeah i'd I'd probably get it so i i think well the cool thing about us looking at this today is like i think there's a probably a couple gems they could definitely re-release on switch and make a lot of money for a rel or make enough money to justify the the development of an hd version or a remake version yeah you know you could um package it together with uh, gale of darkness yeah that that'd probably be the best do you want to talk about gale uh, darkness a little bit while we're here today? uh sure uh. so gale pokemon xd pokemon coliseum <laughs> xd gale of darkness is both a mouthful XD. of words to say and also the follow-up game by Genius Sorority to uh, Pokemon Coliseum, and I like that uh, there's a sequel. I like that there's like a congruent, like a follow-through plot on this. Anyway, keep, yeah, yeah. So this one, 
it's a bit of a we it, it's somewhat of a retread because okay. you know you're still going around capturing shadow pokemon from other people then you uh purify them um but it's less of a uh you just kind of go through the same beats you know like I was literally like <laughs> you're you're in the Ori region you like you're not you're not uh Wes the uh sunglassed uh bad boy on his hover Harley Davidson motorcycle anymore you're the hero uh whose default name is Michael um and uh you just kind of work for the local Pokemon professor to investigate the shadow Pokemon this gets it's you like into- they took the they took the Coliseum plot that happened. They're like, yeah, that happened. And then after it, you're back in a regular Pokemon game, <laughs> but we're, but but not fully developed. Just kind of, yeah. There. Like you you investigate the Shadow Pokemon. You get into conflict with Cipher again. Um, you go after Cipher. They kidnap the Pokemon Professor, and uh, you chase them to their uh, island base and it turns out uh the leader of the of cypher was actually a kindly old man that you met at the beginning of the game again i just i just can't <laughs> <laughs> just, why do you you know what this feels though it's like i think if gale of darkness was in like a one two Right, if it was a one-two with Coliseum, like for the price of like one game per se, in quotes, I don't think anyone would mind it that much. But it just doesn't feel like a standalone game, right? No, like they had the cool idea of like Shadow Lugia, who has a unique look, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that that was that was the end of the unique ideas. <laughs> uh. Coliseum is probably the better game, but Gale of Darkness isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, You know, it still has the quality animations. The battles are good. Uh, The game looks better because it's newer. uh, Yeah. You know, they had more time working with the engine. Uh, I, 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 I would think I would agree with you that like it's it's not. It's a game that if you bought it and if you're a kid, you enjoy it regardless. Like, that's just the reality. Yeah, you know, right? they, they also did things like they improved the Shadow Pokemon because in Coliseum, Shadow Pokemon only have that 90 power uh, flail move. Yeah. Uh, in Gale of Darkness, Shadow Pokemon have different shadow abilities. So there's, there is a, you know, a trade-off you have to consider. Like, if you purify a Pokemon, it can level but you lose access to its shadow abilities. So if you get like a really high level shadow Pokemon that you can kind of coast with for a little bit, you might not want to purify it right away because it has access to some powerful shadow abilities. So it kind of changes that part of the dynamic, right? Uh, which is yeah. nice. Cause I think, I think that in the first version of the game, that was probably one thing missing. Shadow abilities are like lower damage than regular abilities, but they have infinite PP. Mm. So, you know, mechanically, <laughs> mechanically, Gale of Darkness is probably the better game. Um, story-wise, Coliseum is more original because it's the same plot, but first. 
if only like you could have Pokemon XD mechanics, I guess, put into the first Coliseum. Then yeah, if only someone was able to, you know, remake the games or something. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. Um, yeah, I think it's so wild. I, I'm also like, I thought I'd mention here. Is there any, so does it end as well with you like eventually saving the professor and everything? Yeah, you save the professor, you defeat uh, Master Grievel. His name is his his name is literally Grievel with two E's, so you can definitely fit evil out of that. And they're located on Citadark Island. Yeah, is- this this just screams like, okay, we had a pretty good first game, let's make another one. And they had a cool, like, I'm going to be honest, the box art's awesome, right? This Shadow Lugia. But oh, Shadow Lugia is great. Love that. <laughs> but it, it definitely, I don't feel like the there's enough substance behind it. Um, it was just interesting looking at this. Like, so, like, this is, I guess, one of the side series in the Pokemon games, right? This Coliseum and, and uh, XC. Um, they're kind of, they're kind of, like, part of the same one. And then you have the stadium you were talking about. Because um, it's... I think the one thing I, I guess that I want to mention about the both of these is that it is still like a JRPG, right? Like it's very oh, much yeah. modeled. It looks very like Final JRPG. Fantasy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that quite interesting because I felt I feel like top down Pokemon, especially for the handhelds, felt very different than most JRPGs. Well, it feels um, different, but it's obfuscation. I think we've had this conversation before. Yeah, yeah. But where, where uh, it's 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 like in in some ways it's the same, but the fact that the fact that it's it's kind of designed from top down in in this like blocky manner actually makes it feel like a different type of game than when I play JRPGs, like the 3D JRPGs. Yeah, that's fair. And then Coliseum is very very you know GameCube JRPG. Yeah, to the T, <laughs> to the T. Um. But I, I think it's I think it's definitely cool to kind of look at how Pokemon its IP is super strong, right? Um, but it it definitely has these like attempts or like will off offshoot things. I know we talked about it in the mobile episode a little bit. We'll just send it to different companies and people like try to figure out how to just use this IP in interesting ways. Yeah, they uh, they don't do that as much anymore. But um, they definitely did a lot in the past. The only it, ones I can think of mm-hmm. these days are like, oh, there's some really obscure Pokemon mobile games. Well, sorry, well Unite, no games, Unite yeah. is not made by them, right? It's by Tencent. Well, yeah, so. you know, I guess, I guess they've, I guess I'm not being fair. I guess they shifted a lot of that uh, focus into expanding into the mobile market. Yeah, and then the mobile market is a little bit of a cash grab. I feel for them. You know what I mean? Because it it kind of feels with with some of the games like it feels like they're protecting them a lot more. Almost like there's a certain base quality they want to every game. So I think they're they're probably less willing to just give a random developer a chance that's hasn't been proven. Yeah, um, it's a shame though because uh, if uh, they'd kept with genius sonority. Um, yeah, we could have seen some really special things from them because they were definitely on a right track for uh, console-based Pokemon games. No, 100%. I just think the reception to their second game, because it was what it was, yeah. to Gale Darkness, wasn't very good, and that was probably what, what kind of 
Made yeah, them that's, that's the real shame. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think that's probably good. Any any other things you want to talk about these two games while we're here? No, I think that just about covers it. Um, yeah, yeah, very In interesting case, side games. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I think we'll, we might touch on some of the other side games later, you know, like Pokemon Ranger and uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. But these are really the side games that were side Pokemon games, you know? As opposed to just, like, spin-off completely different from the regular games. Yeah, you know, completely spin-off different right? battle systems. Yeah. Like, this, these are straight up, you have Pokemon, you know, you have six Pokemon, they have the same moves, same battle system, different capture mechanics... You're fighting trainers, but like the structure is different, you know? Oh, no, I like that. I like that in some ways. And like, I, we're kind of seeing that right now with Arceus, right? Like, they're trying to find, they're creating a game that's going to be kind of part of the main series, but it's going to feel different, right? It's going to feel like the Wild Zone a little more. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's actually a great point is that it's not like you, you wouldn't, consider some of the other pokemon games some of the pokemon games are vastly different as opposed to this is like the core the core gameplay loop is still there it just doubles you know it's 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 2v2s um and and it's still jrpg elements all over the place but no i i think it'd be cool to see it this style of game kind of in the future and i mean if you've been reading the news they it, in some ways the new arceus game might actually be a lot more similar to this um did you did you read up on the recent things yeah. that people have been saying? Um it's got more of a monster hunter kind of structure to it. So what's the difference between like monster hunter and like typical open world? So with a typical open world, um most of the time you, well, to be fair, in a typical open world, you're always in the open world, but let's just for the sake of argument say you know we're in a regimented open world that has like different that has like a hub zone and different uh larger maps that's our style of open world uh in that one in that kind of thing you're going out and finding uh your adventure you know like as opposed most, to mm-hmm. you, know, you know if we're going to reference ubisoft for example um you don't typically get a mission to go and take out an enemy outpost you go out find an enemy outpost and take it down and so that what we're what we're getting is that arceus is going to be a little more structured than we thought previously yeah, it like sounds, it's, it's going to ha- hold your hand a little bit it, even though it's well, going to be no, an open not world hold your hand specifically mm-hmm. um when people refer to it as like monster hunter-esque the way that works is you'll typically go and you'll get a specific mission so you know they've made references to pokemon kind of going berserk in uh, arceus and that's what you're investigating yeah. so let's say you get a mission to hunt down a berserk bee drill so you'll go to the town you'll go to like the mission board you'll pick out you now for for the record this isn't this is just speculation on my part. Yeah, no, of course. Happen. It's all speculation. Yeah. You go to the mission board, you pick out uh, drill gone mad from your missions. Uh, that will take you to the um, uh, Forest of Dreams subzone. And okay. uh, 
you'll pick where you want to start in that zone. So uh, you'll either start uh, at the town entrance or uh, at a forward camp that you set up in a previous side quest. And uh, from there, you can explore the zone. Your main goal is to find the bee drill, but you can do you can accomplish other things while you're there. Catch or fight other Pokemon, harvest some resources that you need, and uh, then uh, go and hunt down the uh, bee drill. So that's what it would be like if it is, in fact, you know, Monster Hunter style. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. No, I actually really like that though because it. Well, some people don't like it because they're like expecting open world, but I think that might be like the next step. You know what I mean? I think I think in like a typical open world, you especially the, like the problem, not maybe not the problem, the, the success of Zelda, like Breath of the Wild is so great that you don't want to directly compete against it. You don't want to c- compete against your greatest success, <laughs> especially with uh, Breath of the Wild 2 coming out. Yeah, so I, I kind of like this. Like it's going to be a little it's it's going to be you it, you're not it's, just going to be able to run around well i guess you're still you're still a little bit of an adventure i i like this mix though because 100 percent there was something different about the wild area in sword and shield right um that it didn't really work with the main game yeah. like they were finding something different so i like arceus as this kind of exploration to that further yeah so this is honestly i was expecting something like this um this news did not surprise me at all because from sword and shield and we'll touch on this more when we go into sword and shield pokemon's really looking at uh monster hunter stories right now yeah um you know that's where you know when you wanted to find the uh uh dynamax pokemon they were in their dens when in po- in Monster Hunter stories, when you go to find a new monster, you have to go into a den to find them. Uh, so they're really trying to make to make, like to use some of those ideas and throw. Well, them Monster the Hunter game. stories is basically like Monster Hunter tries to make a Pokemon game. So there's nothing wrong with Pokemon saying, "Well, hey, let's you know bring those ideas back and see what we can make." So it'll be interesting to see what they take with that. No, because. For sure stories and stories two are both very good games stories two more than the first but yeah i know that's that's really interesting so uh i'm definitely looking forward to that there's definitely a lot of pokemon on the horizon and we'll have that revisit uh whenever we can i think we're gonna call it here we wanted a shorter episode just a little bit this week it's you know there's part of me that's like even even if um try to keep that two-week schedule if possible, maybe we'll throw in these shorter episodes from time to time just so that we're not uh, not missing any weeks. Um, but yeah, no, I think last, it was a cool last week was just because Thanksgiving, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the cool thing is, though, is like we got to look a, uh, a little bit at that Pokemon Coliseum game. And I think I'll include a link if you want to watch. Uh, who was it? I said, I said his name earlier on. Whoa. His name was the the the, the known the known Twitch streamer, uh, um, small ant, small ant. So if you want to take a look at his highlights, his it's kind of like a forty minute highlight version of him playing through the game. Uh, yeah, I, I, we'll link in the bot, uh, description below, um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll enjoy it. 
anyway, with that, I think we'll uh, sign off. So for myself, for Matt, uh, any last words, Matt, you'd like to say? No, I think that pretty much covers everything. Okay, I just I heard I heard like there's an anticipation like you're gonna you're gonna say some grand revealing thing, but that's okay. Um, we're hyped up with the with the you know Pokemon remakes coming in, Arceus on the horizon, so lots of new things, uh, lots of for sure for us to cover back in the day as well. So uh, we hope to uh, be back in your lives in uh, two weeks or so from now. For myself, for Matt, and from Tristan, who's not here, have a great week. Yep. See you guys. Bye bye.